Welcome to Sell Like You, the ultimate sales podcast that will teach you how to make sales your superpower, transform your mindset, and in doing so, explode your sales beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Harriet Meller, and over the last 17 years, I've helped hundreds of top companies around the world, including my own, make more money and qualify more leads using simple strategies that work. In this podcast, you'll learn how I generated over 10 million in annual sales, along with the sales techniques, processes, and tools that will work for you to generate more dream-aligned clients and scale your business beyond what you thought was possible. If you're sick of the boring, outdated, and pushy sales tactics of the past, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to part of our series for the Women in Tech Sales Month here at Your Sales Co. And I'm very excited to have Jen here. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thanks very much. No, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So um, as you know, Jen, we are interviewing a whole host of women in tech sales and um, I'm really excited to get you on. I know that we met, we're able to meet in person for the first time in Sydney only a few weeks ago. Um, And so I want to get to the, you know, get to know you a little bit more, get to know your journey. So tell me a little bit about your journey into sales. Was this what you wanted to do? Tell me about where, where you've come from and how you got yeah, into the industry. Yeah, it's probably not the most conventional way people will get into sales. And, and I think that's probably the same answer for a lot of people. But I was never in, in tech. So prior to COVID, I was working in the travel industry. Absolutely loved it. Have a degree in it. It was my passion. It was exactly what I wanted to do. But as you can expect, COVID put a bit of a damper onto that. And uh, I found myself without a job. And just through just a contact, I got in touch um, with someone in the tech industry and it kind of took me back a little bit thinking, I don't know nothing about this. Can I do this? And then I said, why not? I, I can give it a shot and, and see what I've got and there's nothing to lose. So that's kind of how I got into the tech industry purely by almost a little bit of luck and knowing the right people. Um, and I've never looked back. I'm, I'm extremely happy with, with the choice, I guess, jumping into it and yeah, I've been I've been doing it for three and a half years now, and it's definitely been one of the best decisions I've made. Wow, how cool! What a, what a great a great segue into the industry. I always remember um, doing like in the tech sales training courses, or actually in any sales training course. Um, early on in my early career, when I was much younger, we would go through these um, through through these sessions, and people would ask, they'd be like, "Raise your hand if you said you wanted to be in tech sales." And everyone would laugh and they'd all like, you know, keep their hands down. I'm like, I don't think anybody ever comes out of school or university and comes into the working, you know, the, the, the industry of, of work life. And then they're like, yes, this is what I want to be. This is what I'm going to do. Um, so, yeah, so very, very interesting. And so, but you were obviously in sales because you were in, the, you know, with, with the flight center, you were selling holidays and flights, et cetera. Um, how did you find the transition of going from selling something to, let's say, consumers to moving into that business-to-business sales, especially in a tech industry? Yeah, it's very different. Um, it's much more of a, um, a must-have sort of industry where there is a real requirement for someone to have something right rather than I want to have a great time and go on holidays. But I think for me, the transition was a little bit easier in a sense of I'm just taking the skills that I had in that previous role um, and just applying it to a different industry. So you're not really changing uh, a whole lot of things. You're just transferring those skills and learning more about a new product, for example. So you're just, instead of going from selling holidays, you're now selling, selling tech. And even my journey within tech sales, it's taken a little bit of time, right? I started off really in that um, BDR or a, um, sales development role 
where I began and, and that's where I was really comfortable in. And the opportunity kind of arose to become in that real straight on sales role. And it definitely put some fear into me. Um, I wasn't sure if it was something I could do. And it was very, very hesitant to, to kind of jump in and take that leap. Um, but it, it took me a little while, probably around a year to make that, that final decision. Um, and ultimately, it was definitely the right decision. It just gave me a whole new lease on life and a whole new different perspective on it. Um, so in terms of like what transferable skills, like it is very similar. It's just a different thing that you're selling, whether you're selling to people who are consumers or selling to businesses. Um, yeah, you just change a little bit, but it, there is a lot of things that kind of correlate between them. Yeah, so you're seeing very like so a lot of the similar processes, conversations, techniques, because ultimately people are buying from people. So whether you're selling a holiday or whether you're selling selling DLP through Netscope, <laughs> um, you know you're still you still have to connect with people. You're still solving a problem, um, and you're still then delivering an outcome. I guess that it's just it's just having different triggers to pull as well. Because like you say, it could be a nice to have. You know, flights will be you know one of the first things that, that a lot of people would stop doing. Whereas in cybersecurity, it's they don't have that luxury of saying, "Oh, we're just not going to do it this year." It's just not part of you know our 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 roadmap. And you mentioned there about you know mindset and about taking that time to really build into that role. What supported you? So again, for anybody listening to this that is maybe like, I'm not sure about going into tech sales, or you know, what happens if I get in there and I'm not sure. What helped you overcome that mindset or really work through that to know that this was the right thing? Yeah, for you? I, I'm definitely very lucky with the team that we have. And I just sat down with each individual person to get their view and their perspective. And they were people that knew me really well. So they could give me an honest opinion on what they thought, not only of their job and their role, but also is there something you could do as well? And then they were nothing but supportive. But I think if anything, the biggest thing I could recommend to someone is talking to other people who are in those roles and getting an understanding of what they do day to day. Is that something interesting? Can you shadow someone for a day to see what their day looks like and what are some of the things that they're doing? Because ultimately, sometimes you can jump into a role and really have no idea what it's about. But by just talking to people and, and talking to yourself and, and just getting a bit more of an understanding of what people do and how they do their jobs can give you a lot more confidence ultimately to decide to do it yourself or not um and yeah I think that that helped me the most yeah awesome and you mentioned before about your network is obviously like how you were able to get into the industry was that was that LinkedIn or was it something else um that was something else it was just mostly internal relationships um that I had built up I just think in sales, it's one of the most important things that you can have is good relationship. You said it before, people buy from people and that's where you can build those great relationships. But that also counts for within your job as well and the people that you might be working with. Um, and yeah, that's how I, how I found my role here at Netscope is I had a great relationship with someone in the travel industry who knew someone at Netscope and they said, hey, I think she'd be really good for this job. Um, so just having that really great relationship with someone internally, you just never know where that might lead you down the track. You know, me having a great relationship with that person, the last thing on my mind was getting a job somewhere else in three months' time. So you just never know what comes out of building those relationships and keeping them really, really strong. And I think the biggest part of that is just really being yourself. Like 
if I'm not myself and if I'm not, if I'm pretending to be something that I'm not, it's not going to come across the way that I want to. So that's how I found the best way to do it personally. Yeah, absolutely. And that authenticity needs to come across in any sales scenario or actually any scenario in any part of what you're doing in business and in life. You need to be authentic. And again, you know, I, I give examples and I, and I know that we've, we've worked together for a, for a little while, but, um, you know, when we're looking at the examples of like the, the templates and the emails and the way that, you know, the, the, the different approaches as well that you can take, it's about bringing it into you. And one of the things I always say, like, I always still talk about things like I'd love to show you, or it would be awesome to be able to do this. But if you don't use those words, in a day-to-day conversation, don't use them in a sales conversation because when they meet you, they'll be like, that Not sounds you. different. Yeah. Like what you're saying sounds different to this. And therefore it's just about coming back to actually, we're, we're all human. We all, you know, we, we have limitations of our knowledge. We have people that we can expand our relationships and our network to. And it's about then supporting them, you know, in, I guess, really, really in the, in those different ways. And so You've been introduced to Netscope. Do you find then for you, are you a bit of a champion now to find other people to come into Netscope? Like, do you find people ask you about your journey? What's what's your role at the moment in terms of empowering other people to come yeah. into, the, into the sales world? Um, I think it's mostly um, you meet a lot of people in the industry when we're out in events or um, we're out, out in the world and seeing lots of people from other organizations and they're always asking about the way that we are doing things and then the relationships that we've built internally. And even in my personal life, um, a lot of people get get really scared of the word sales and they come to me saying like, I could never do your job. Like that sounds, that sounds terrifying. It's like, it's not as scary as you might think it is. Um, You definitely have to take a loop of faith sometimes, but I think it's trying to put people's mind at ease just a little bit to say, not that scary you're just being yourself and you're just talking to somebody else um it's all human to human at the end of the day but yeah in terms of bringing more people into the team like it's 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 always growing every single week I think there's a new person joining in the team and the great thing is we're always talking to each other saying oh do you know somebody who wants to get into the industry it doesn't necessarily mean someone with a lot of experience I didn't have a lot of experience, but it's all about who's got the right mindset and the right attitude because we can teach you about the product, but do you have the right attitude and mindset into getting things done and getting in there? Like that's what what you're ultimately looking for in the right person. And like, that's how we find people, right? Like it's not necessarily about who's got the biggest LinkedIn profile out of everyone that it comes into it sometimes a little bit, but um, yeah, we're always talking to each other saying, who do you know and how can we bring more people in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, when it comes into the to, the, to that sales conversation, like you say, you've done it, you're a great example to then bring somebody through and then again, to then be able to then bridge that gap. I always used to find if they were, you know, again, sales is scary, but if you then say I'm in tech sales or I'm in cybersecurity sales, people look at you like you have four heads <laughs> and then they're like, well, like, like, how do you do this? And then they think then that, that you're really technical as well. And I'm like, no, no. no I'm not technical. <laughs> I can, I, I understand the outcomes. I understand the servicing, the offerings, the way that we can help the examples, the use cases. It's about bridging those gaps to be able to then deliver an outcome. And then you bring in the really smart people that come in that don't want to do our jobs of, you know, calling people and emailing and going out to fancy dinners and lunches and, um, you know, to try and woo these, woo these clients to get them, get them over the line. And so, 
And in terms of, you know, obviously the sales process, we know that rejection is part of the course, right? We know that that is part of it. Again, depends on how you look at it. I always think about rejection as not really, it's not personal. It's not attack on me. It's just that it's not a right for them for right now. You never know what will happen in 6, 12, 18 months. And so it's just about starting that conversation. If you think about someone you met and, um, you know, for the very first time, you might be like, oh, they're not very friendly or they're, you know, they're, they're a little bit off with me. Same thing with people that you reach out to. It depends on what you've caught them in. Are they in, are they having a terrible day and you've just added to that list? Yeah. Or are they really open if we caught them at the perfect time? And so if you're dealing with rejection, if you've got people saying, oh, no, I don't want to speak to you, we're all good. How do you keep going in that role? How do you keep picking up the phone the next time? What's your... Any, any tips? It is really tough. Like that is going to be the toughest part of the job and anyone who is in that role where they're cold calling every single day, like it's a really hard job. But it's one of those things where persistence and consistency is going to pay off. And, yes, you're going to have days where things aren't working out, no one's picking up or you're getting a few people who are a little bit rude to you because they're not the right time and it can get to you. But you're completely right to say it's not personal and just move on. They're not going to remember who you were in three months from now. They're not going to remember that phone call. You might, but they're absolutely not. Um, I think one of the biggest tips that I implement myself is, well, two things. One is to really just block off that time to say this is when I want to be doing a task that's quite, can take a little bit of a toll on you if things don't go the right way. Um, if things are going the right way, stick with it, keep going because your energy is going to feed into that. But if things are going the wrong way, similarly, your energy is going to feed into that. So then just know to tell yourself, like, I need to stop for a little bit, go take a coffee, go take a dog for a walk, get out and then reset yourself because whatever energy you're feeling at that time is going to show through a phone call to another person. So that's probably my biggest thing that I I do. Things are going really well, keep going. If it's not, just call it and go again an hour later. Yeah. Yeah. That is great advice because again, I think, you know, it's like, it's like anything. I remember like I was flying, when I was flying back actually from Sydney, I was on the plane and I'm trying to get this work done. And I think I looked at the same document for a solid hour I didn't do anything on it. I just looked at it because I was like, I don't, I just, my brain just wasn't working. And so what I then did was I was like, actually, I'm going to close my laptop. I'm going to listen to a podcast and then I will, I'll come back to it in an hour because it takes forever to get back from Sydney to Perth. So I was like, I'll come back to it in an hour or I'll do it tomorrow. You know, again, it's about finding that balance and finding the right thing for you. Cause like you said, yeah. it will show in the work that you do. It will show in the, in the, in the response that you give. It'll show in the energy that you give as well. So that's, that's a really good tip. Yeah. Taking that and- 20 minutes to go for that walk or have that coffee might sound unproductive, but it yeah. can be a lot more productive if you're in the right mindset. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great tip. I'm sure lots of people will, will be able to take that on. And um, so on the flip side, then if you've got somebody, if you've got a big sales presentation, if you've got a great opportunity you're working on, do you have any little rituals? Is there anything you do before you go in? Do you make sure you've sent something? Do you have to wear a certain color? Anything that you can share with us as, you know, so we can, so we know how gen ticks. Oh, I don't have a ritual or anything where I have to have my lucky socks on or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I always, I always call up, um, if it's a really important thing, I, I try to call up my boss and be like, hey, put my mind at ease. What are some of the things I should do? 
Um, I'll make a list of some of the things I need to remember because sometimes if things can get a little bit stressful or you're a little bit nervous about something, you can easily forget to do things. So um, it's not necessarily a ritual, but that's probably some of the steps that I would take is just having that set out, logging on like a couple of minutes early to be ready and not have to stress about what if you know, my Zoom isn't updated or anything like that? That's the last thing that you want to be worried about. Um, but I don't really have anything like a ritual. Maybe I should try and uh, implement something and see if it works. <laughs> see if it works for you. Yeah, exactly. Again, I think I think some people either have it or they don't. I don't. I like, And I will give you, I don't have one. No. Um, but again, I think I've got all my notes in there. I know exactly that, like, like you said about testing things. The thing I find really stressful is that my ca- I have a camera in my screen and every now and again, it just decides it needs updating. And that means we have to find the update, update it, reset everything. And so again, that's always my, my, you know, my thing. But also having a backup makes me feel really, really confident in that because I know I can pull my laptop out, use the camera on the laptop and we're all good. So again, there's lots of ways around it, always having that backup. But I like the fact that you then can ring your, your, you know, your manager or somebody else and kind of go, tell me this is going to go really well. Remind me of yeah. the things that I need reminding of because we all need reminding of that sometimes, you get don't we? Of you me, got but it's always there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got this. We are, you know, you, you're going to have a great meeting. Remember this, go in with that and, you know, and give it your all because you've got nothing to lose with that. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that. There's definitely, yeah. you know, that was one of the big things in sales when I was jumping into it. You have nothing to lose. That was one of the big things. Like, what what is the worst thing that can happen? I'm never going to think about what if I didn't didn't try it. That was one of the big drivers. What ultimately pushed me to, to do it? Yeah. yeah. What is there? What is there to lose? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Really good point. Um, any podcast recommendations, books, tools, tips, anything that you immerse yourself in or has helped you kind of get to where you are today? I usually just go into LinkedIn and see if anyone else has shared something interesting because they've already filtered it out for me to find something cool to listen to. Um, I'm not very good at finding the right thing usually. So um, using LinkedIn is my kind of go-to. Someone shared a cool podcast or an article, um, usually my way to go. Anything that's short and sweet uh, is definitely what I prefer and can keep my attention. I can listen to it for half an hour when I'm going for a walk. It's fantastic. Um, that's my way to go normally. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Again, it's interesting because I find I like a short podcast, but I also do like equally like a long one that I can get really into and that I can then, you know, like listen or listen over a couple of car journeys. I feel like that for me is, is always good because sometimes I find the short ones get too much into the the selling bit of which, you know, again, here's me talking about selling. <laughs> um, they, they pitch themselves for too long. Um, you know, in those in those short episodes, you've got 30 minutes and 10 minutes of it is telling me why I should be listening. Um, and I'm like, just get to the point. I already listen. I'm subscribed. Let me in. <laughs> yes, that, that can be very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So let's round up with one last question. So um, in terms of anybody listening to this, they're thinking about getting into the industry. Um, any tips for them? What would you say for them to do to, you know, how to approach it? Anything, any final remarks? Um, I think one of the big things is, well, one, you need to find the right sales path. So we're looking at tech sales here. If that's not right for you, there's lots of different other ways that you can go about it. Um, Be really active on LinkedIn, like talk to people, talk to recruiters, um, find the right role for you in the right culture and environment. But ultimately, I think I, I said it a few times now, if 
if you're a little bit scared, like ask yourself ultimately what have I got to lose by giving this a shot, whether that is taking up an internship, starting off in that business development before moving into sales. Sometimes it is a little bit of a journey. Um, so, you know, roll with it, go on that journey and you'll eventually land where you want to land as long as you put in that hard work and yeah, just go for it really. That's the biggest thing I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And again, I think that that is really good advice. Now, just one thing you said there about business development into sales. A lot of people think it's the same thing. Can you determine for you, obviously again, for you at Netscope, business development, then into sales, tell me what the difference is between those two. Yeah. So generally um, business development people, they are really um, in the trenches, if I could say, uh, of trying to find new business. They're the ones cold calling and emailing every single day and that's all they do. Um, Once they find uh, someone who's interested in the product, they will hand that over to an account executive, someone who is in that full-time sales role, um, and they will then run through that full sales process. Um, If you're in that account management position, you're still going to be doing cold calling and outreach, but you just have multiple hats that you'll be wearing at that stage, um, which is, I guess, the ultimate goal for a lot of people. They want to get to that stage where they're really involved with the wholesale cycle from buying that business to ultimately closing uh, closing a deal. Um, so starting off with just that business development or finding new opportunities gives you a lot of um, exposure into, into the world of sales and really one of the hardest parts of it, uh, but it makes you a better salesperson or account executive down the line as well because you have that experience in the past as well yeah yeah absolutely and and again it's that it gives you that 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 journey to go from I'm a business development I'm focusing on having conversations and it's that quick conversion of let's have a conversation is there an opportunity can I get you into somebody to have a conversation but what you're doing now, you're then you're you you'll be receiving some of those opportunities. But then also then you're managing partners, you're managing end users, you're managing your requirements to go out to market at the same time as well. So again, having that learning and that understanding and that experience builds into, and it's those building blocks that you can build onto to come into that role and be successful. Whereas if we skip that bit and go straight in, you've got so much to learn. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah. It definitely gives you a really good foundation to be better throughout your career so it's a great starting point yeah awesome awesome well it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on thank you so much for those listening um we've got mindset we've been through how to get into the industry a cool story from Jen about how she got into the industry and again every tech sales role is different there's different requirements there's different setups there's different development and onboarding so again as Jen said go out there ask questions get to know people get on LinkedIn. It's one of the best platforms out there to be able to to, to find out what what other people are doing. Message people. If you've seen somebody that's doing something that you think you would like to do, message them. Find out how they got into that industry. Find out if they would recommend the company. Find out who recruited them, so on and so forth. And and really just explore. It's It's a fantastic industry to be in. And obviously, Jen, you've been there for the last three years. And and it's been, you know, great, great to hear. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and your experiences. And um, and I, I hope you have a wonderful evening. You're off to the to a um, an event this evening, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'll, I'll get dressed up in a few hours, so I'm looking forward to it. But thank you, um, thank you very much for having me. It's been it's been really great. You're welcome. All right, wonderful. Thanks, Jem.
Thank you for tuning into the Sell Like You podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe to never miss another one. A huge thank you to Vitality House for hosting today's recording. And I look forward to being back into your ears soon.